With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Taylor and Chad with the Teach, Lead, Coach podcast. If you are a teacher, administrator, paraprofessional, secretary, or anyone in the field of education, you are in the right place. We are a teacher-administrator team who are passionate about helping educators lead fun, balanced, and joy-filled lives. We believe that as educators, we have the best jobs in the world, yet it's so easy to get dragged down by all the things we have piled on our plates. From poor leadership to chaotic students to data analysis and ever-increasing standards, we can begin to feel like we are drowning. We are putting a stop to all of this. We are here to help you minimize your workload, get your time back, and be present with your loved ones again. Taylor and I spend hours each week learning as much as we can about living happier, healthier, and more fulfilled lives inside and outside the classroom. We are here to bring you tactical tools each week to help you level up, reach your goals, and love your life again. It's time to take charge and create a life that you're excited to live. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Teach, Lead, Coach podcast with Taylor. And Chad. And we are excited to talk to you guys today all about spring. Woot, woot. Okay, Chad, why don't you share our quote with us for the week? I'd love to, Taylor. Thank you. The beautiful spring came, and when nature resumes her loveliness, the human soul is apt to revive also. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Harriet Ann Jacobs was the one that gave us our quote today. I'll read that one more time for our listeners out there. The beautiful spring came, and when nature resumes her loveliness, the human soul is apt to revive also. What do you feel about that, babe? I think that is so true. I just read something today that I really loved. It was like a mental health tip, and it said, do something every day. For your mind, for your body, and for your soul. That's awesome. And I feel like, you know, just an example, yesterday we really did that. We were excited to kick off our hiking season yesterday. Mm. We're big into hiking. And we went hiking yesterday in Burlington. We Mm. went to... Stars Cave. Stars Cave, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was, we were some of the only people out there. Yeah, it was beautiful. But it wasn't a bad day. It was really nice, actually. It was 50 and a little cold for my taste, but I had my coat warmed up. Mm -hmm. And we just sat on a rock right by a... What was that, a creek or a river? Yeah, it was a creek. A big creek. A big creek. We Mm -hmm. sat on a rock by this big creek and just sat by ourselves in the nature and quiet and looked for animals and watched leaves floating. And it was just, I could feel my soul starting to revive and just feeling that life coming back. And remember the flowers we saw too? Because part of this whole spring episode is we saw these really cool flowers Mm -hmm. that Taylor was taking using her phone or an app where you can see what they were. They were all coming up, and you start to see a little bit of things turning green instead of this like yellow and mm-hmm. like light brown, where she was pulling up. 
and like looking at some of these little flowers and different colors coming alive in the forest and then this uh, place we were hiking it was really neat to see spring is happening and what they say spring is sprung we're excited about that which is the title of our episode absolutely speaking of the app we were using it's called seek by iNaturalist and Mm -hmm. it's free and it comes on you can get it on iPads or phones so it would be great to use with your students if you need a free app, because a lot of them do cost money, but Seek by iNaturalist is completely free, and you can absolutely use it for yourself or for your students to go out and identify any plants, animals, anything that you see. That's awesome. So, it was so really tell cool. them the title what we're doing this episode, babe. I think it's exciting. So we are doing eight tips for health and happiness. So for not only just you, but also for your students. I love that. That's awesome. It's rock and roll. Let's get into this. Yes. Well, first we want to give you guys a little life update on things going on with us Mm -hmm. and things that are coming up for teachers to help you guys out. So first off, on a personal note, we are getting ready to head off to New Orleans. Yeah. Want to tell them about that? Yeah, sure. We're getting ready to take off. We've got a spring break coming up here for my school district and... We're going to be taking off on the 13th and getting down there and spending a good four days, right, on our like little Easter spring break and get a chance to go back to where we, that's where our vibe and our tribe is. And after going back in the winter time, when Taylor surprised me with that trip and we got engaged, we're going back to mm-hmm. this beautiful city, the Crescent City, they call it. Um, and NOLA, also known by people like uh, also around that part of the country. We're excited to be going. We're going to be doing some really cool things and to get to see some things we didn't get to see last time and see some of the beautiful artwork and go also see all the neat sights that we didn't get to see last time and go enjoy some of the live music. Also get mm-hmm. some engagement pictures taken, right, baby, that yes. we're excited about. You want to tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so if you don't know me, I am I used to be a photographer mm-hmm. while I was teaching. That mm-hmm. was a big side hustle that I did that I loved for a lot of years, but the time has come to end that and really move forward full on with what we're doing here with TLC because that's mm-hmm. where my passion is now. But being a photographer, I appreciate photos, so I've mm-hmm. roped Chad into getting engagement <laughs> photos. But it was easy. It was. Yeah, you'll do yeah. anything for me. You're yes, so I will. So I'm excited sweet. about that. Get back to... New Orleans, where we just feel so at home. Yes, absolutely. So we will tell you guys about that. Another really exciting thing we did this week was we interviewed this amazing, amazing teacher. Her name's Haley. She Mm. has created Calm Space Classrooms. And we actually, she lives in Australia. Mm -hmm. So based on the time scheduling, we had to interview her at 7 p.m. on a Friday, which was Saturday morning for her. Mm-hmm. And we did that this Friday night. So it, it interrupted our date night, but it was totally worth it because we had an amazing conversation with her. That was exciting. And we were just fired up. I mean, both of us just hearing, hearing some of the similar themes and things that they do and go through as educators there that we also, it was just so neat to connect from someone to Australia and halfway around the world, literally, mm-hmm. to talk to her about all the things that she could give us tips on. And we're going to be excited to be releasing that one here shortly to all of our listeners. So please stay tuned for that. And I think we think you really enjoy her and all the tips and tricks that she gave us and strategies yes. About you know what you can do for calming of your students, ranging K through 12, and all things you can do, not just uh, you know things that you can use from her company, but also things you can do to be proactive and preventative, yeah. and all the things you can do for student behavior. Because I thought that was really riveting, and I learned a lot from just listening to her. She's an expert in helping students with behavior mm-hmm. struggles, so yeah, you will great. love that episode that's coming out next week. 
And the last thing we wanted to share with you before we jump on in is we are offering our new teacher workshop again this June. We don't have a specific date yet. We need to check in with our hosts where we host it and make sure the space is available and the venue and everything. Mm -hmm. But we will be hosting that in June again. So you want to tell them a little bit about our new teacher workshop that we have? Yeah, sure. And as far as that date, we'll call that TBA, to be announced. It'll be coming out. So we'll be sharing that with uh, you in future episodes. We're just locking that up. But some of the things that we do, we talked about, and we had our first one, Taylor and I did, and we celebrated and had a great one in March about teachers in years one through four Mm -hmm. or long-term substitute teachers because we all know about around the country the teacher shortage, Mm -hmm. uh, teacher burnout. Mm -hmm. Taylor and I both know because, you know, me being in the school every day and her working in it for years with just knowing that right now we're at a critical point where even, for example, administrative shortage, you know, me as an administrator, that there's a shortage there that we're aware of mm-hmm. too. And around this state, I know in the country, and teacher shortages. So, and we, we keep hearing about burnout and then also about ways that we can help our new teachers just, you know, get recharged, refresh, and to kind of put a lot of tools in their toolbox is what yeah. we did with them. And I was really excited to watch Taylor do it. And then me giving some tips from the administrative perspective and, and then my days as a teacher. And then the other thing that Taylor and I were talking about yesterday on our trip home from our hiking trip was about how amazing it was to see all these teachers sharing and networking ideas mm-hmm. and exchanging emails and friending each other so that they can be sharing information. And it was watching them in that room because I always say the smartest person in the room is the room. Mm-hmm. And she's heard me say that a thousand times, but watching these people network and share ideas that they already had or mm-hmm. share with someone else and then have to come from us as part of our service or our workshop. But yeah. we, we helped create that opportunity venue. So that made me feel very good about Taylor and I doing that all day. And we got great feedback from them. So we're excited about doing it again for teachers that didn't get to catch the first one, but are excited about how to get refreshed, recharge, and get some more new tools for in your toolbox for next year as they get ready to go in for the summer and try some things out and get ready for 22-23. Yeah, it was really more of a retreat day. It yeah, you're was so right, much retreat. fun yeah. and everybody left just feeling, I think, really energized and excited to go back to their classrooms. I agree. So, I'm excited yeah, about doing the summer too. I am excited to do it again. So keep your ears out for that date. Or eyes. Or both. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay, so let's dive in with these eight tips. So number one, creative, critical thinking projects. So start thinking about your students and maybe just changing up some of the stuff you've been repetitively doing. You know, mixing in some brand new things and really starting to think about on that Bloom's taxonomy, going up to those higher level of thinking where they're starting to create instead of just doing some of the lower levels, like memorizing or, you know, an- what, analyzing, analyzing yeah. and yeah. some of those lower level ones. So some ideas for this. I always like to think they've had a full year of your instruction now, almost. Mm-hmm. So they should have a lot of these really great skills and tools that they've learned from you. Also, a lot of times we're kind of past the state testing at this point. Yep. We can take a little bit of a breath. We know we've got our standards in for the year or most of them. And we can really expand a little bit more. So consider offering a longer term project that involves a lot of student choice. It may be fairly self-paced, offer your students a little more freedom to collaborate and try something new and to fail and start to work on building some of that student resilience. Yeah, I love that. And and I remember from my teaching days, Taylor, I know we joke about how long ago it was because I've been like an administrator right since like, it seems like what, 04, 05. And then I remember doing these even, and I was excited about them as a social studies teacher at the secondary level. 
with our junior high or high school kids to be able to do like a quarter project that some of you out there might be already yeah. be doing. But like Taylor was saying, the only thing I'll say is I think it also helps when you're doing your regular lessons or delivering content, it gives them something to do along the way, whether mm-hmm. if they get done early, right? Or if they mm-hmm. have something else, it gives them that, you know, and then also learning how to self pace, like Taylor mentioned, or something to look forward to or something to work mm-hmm. on together or to you to help them with when they have that other idle time or yeah. even something at home, right? When parents are wondering, well, hey, do you have any homework or anything to do? Well, I've got this project I'm working on and maybe it's something to bring your parent and kid together yeah. too at home of working on that and then piecemeal it together and over a long period of time because it's a good thing for kids to learn that long-term project. That's great. Yeah. So, which brings us to uh, number two here on our list out of eight tips we're going to give you here for the spring is uh, get outside. And all of you that are regular listeners that we love and appreciate your time and listening is to get outside um, and make sure you get, like, for example, you can go out and teach your lesson outside. Like Taylor's told me, even at a minimum, me going and asking my teachers at the pre-K-8 level where I'm at, is just maybe take the lesson itself that you're doing, if it doesn't require it to be indoors, taking that mm-hmm. writing lesson, the reading lesson, or whatever it is you teach just outside, whether it's mm-hmm. math, science, you know, if you don't need that device, or even if you have a mobile device, one-to-one, you can just take it and move it outside. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take this a little step further today. And we're talking about getting outside and maybe with this time of year, and I know here around the Midwest mm-hmm. and I know everywhere else, maybe try to talk to your admin or talk to some other teachers about starting a school garden. Mm-hmm. Like this is a great time to be seen if your maintenance staff or your admin can let you have a little spot out in the yard or depending on how much property. A lot of schools have a lot of you know mm-hmm. open field or grass to start a school garden. And it'd be a great time to teach kids that mm-hmm. and to value nature and about how to growth and growing things because this mm-hmm. is a great time. Maybe you can even possibly clean up some of the areas on your school property that they can maybe do mm-hmm. some, I mean, as far as service to your school and let the kids value this is our school and our property. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of it. Or asking if you can repair or fix some things that maybe with maintenance's help or guidance, you can go out and do some things that maybe, wow, we need to clean this up a little bit and just wipe it off. Or maybe it's something you get some painting with from the art department, right? Mm-hmm. Or something that you can do and then maybe look at ways to just help take care of your own school because I think that's a great thing. And it get some outdoors, which we all know brain research. Mm-hmm. It makes the kids just feel better, the staff, you feel better. Yes. And getting you out, getting that fresh air and then being able to do some learning and education, having some fun outside. Yes. And we have a whole episode about that. We released a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go back and take a listen for even more ideas, that mm-hmm. would be a great one to go to. Good point. Number three, declutter your home and classroom. Mm-hmm. So you might be thinking, why am I going to declutter my classroom right before the end of school? <laughs> it's actually a great time to start doing a little bit every day or every week so that you don't have a ton of stuff to do that last week of school or the last few days when yeah. things get really overwhelming. Great so, point. Start decluttering your classroom, cleaning up, you know, just reorganizing your space and making sure it feels fresh, it feels clean. Maybe bring in a live plant. That would be a great way to bring some nature indoors to your classroom with your students. Mm -hmm. And then as far as your home, we've been doing this a lot lately, just getting rid of things you don't need, going through your closet, going through you know, old toys or, or old kids' clothes. I just got rid of bags of Luke and Bella's clothes the other day because we had so many. So I love the quote Oprah said once on her podcast. She said, you can't receive when your hands are full. And this was all about, she did an episode all about decluttering. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just, it's not just stuff. You think, you know, what's all of this stuff hurting anything that I have in my closet or my garage? Mm-hmm. Think of it this way. Here's an example. If you have a closet full of clothes and you only wear 10 or 15 of them, which is what most of us do, mm-hmm. every morning you have to waste time going through your 50 or 60 items in your closet to find those 10 that you actually use and wear. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're not using it, you need to get rid of it. Yeah, decision fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. You know it clears yeah. up space in your life. So mm-hmm. declutter your home and classroom. Maybe bring in some plants. Plant some things in your own garden outside. Mm-hmm. But just think about freshening up a little bit. Yeah, and then decluttering those spaces, right? Babe? Yeah. You told me declutters the mind. It, it does. It makes a huge difference for your mind yeah. and yeah. physical and yeah. mental wellness. Yeah, that's a great quote by Oprah. Nice. Um, so point number four here. We're about ha- halfway through out of our eight. Um, start, and I know this is coming from a good place here. Don't forget everybody out there that you know I'm an administrator, but planning mm-hmm. for next year. And when we say plan, this is kind of a cursory uh, suggestion as in like being able to turn in your requisitions for next year and doing a little studying of what how much money you have allotted to you, if you have some mm-hmm. or a little bit, whether it's the $100 or 1000 or whatever it is you get from your district uh, office, about being able to get those requisitions in about next year and putting a little prior planning in for next year. Yeah. I know a lot of you out there have those deadlines and you got to turn in requisitions and also maybe some uh, maintenance requests that you want done to your room to help you, mm-hmm. like Taylor just said, organize your classroom better for next year. If something needs to be mounted yeah. or needs to be taken down or things to be removed, you need to be thinking about those things so they can get on the so that your maintenance department will appreciate that to plan for the summer for the projects for your room. And then maybe getting down and as you start planning for the rest of this year, but thinking about next year, how to, what things you know, your big ideas, because I know Taylor's gonna talk a little bit here about organizing what you're gonna do next with our next point about for the rest of this year, but talking about your big ideas and things maybe you start planning and thinking now mm-hmm. in the spring, rather than you thinking you need to like, deal deep into planning your units or your semester or quarter for next year. So please don't think I'm saying that. Right. Just make sure that you're being able to like look on things and reflect on how the year went and things that you're doing right now and looking from August to Mar- April and thinking about how you want to finish strong and be able to go, well, looking at those standards and reviewing them about, well, I need to hit this a little harder or this one a little less. Sure. Yeah. And I also think spending some time to, to really reflect on your practice for the year mm-hmm. because a lot of times in the summer you kind of forget stuff. Yeah. So here would be an example. Maybe you have used a clip chart for the last 10 years and it's just what you do. And you're starting to realize that, you know, that's not the best way to do things. You're reflecting on your practice. You're doing some critical thinking and you're thinking, okay, this is triggering certain students who may be neurodiverse and it doesn't work for them. So you could use some time to start reflecting on that practice. And if you've been using clip charts all year, I would not change what I'm doing in the last six weeks of school. Keep doing it and finish out the year with what you've been doing, Mm -hmm. but spend that time to reflect, okay, I don't want to do this next year. What can I do instead? So start researching some better practices or thinking about what didn't work this year that really frustrated you Mm -hmm. and kind of just start reflecting and making some plans for, okay, what can I do differently? Mm -hmm. Do I need to ask the district to buy me anything to make my job easier? Yeah. And spend some time reflecting on those kind of things. Great tips. I like those. Thank you. Okay. Number five, organize your planner until the end of the year. So I'm a really big paper planner kind of person. I always had my teacher planner with me everywhere pretty much. And it's really important, I think, for you to take some time to organize your planner through the last day of school. So write in, okay, what kind of major deadlines do you have? What teacher meetings do you have coming up? You know, any any important dates that you need to write down, field trips, get all of that planned out. And it just, there's something so freeing about seeing on your school calendar, okay, this is the last day. This is everything I have up until then. And just taking a few minutes to organize that in a either digital or paper planner, whatever you use, feels so good. And it's just a great way to bring in like a new beginning and, and you know, just that good energy of feeling organized and like you're on top of things. Mm-hmm. And then, I know I piggyback 
point I'll make for Taylor's on number five is I, I think there's something she alluded to a little bit is so much freedom in your mind. Mm-hmm. I think when you get that done down on paper and out of your mind, we talked yeah. in earlier episodes about mindfulness and your mindset mm-hmm. that I think like she hinted at. You get that down and planned and with only what, six, seven weeks left in the year, some of you out yeah. there even fewer than that, that you got that off your plate and off your mind. You don't have to worry about it or stress about it, right? Right. So that's awesome. Um, point number six. This one's similar to the one I mentioned on my point number two, which was getting outside, is this one I'm going to say getting outside to walk, mm-hmm. like daily, making sure you're getting outside to go walk during your planning period mm-hmm. or during your uh, lunch time, mm-hmm. or even, for example, getting, taking your kids out with you to go walk mm-hmm. and then just take that fresh air and then having the five senses and then mm-hmm. using those while you're out walking. Yeah. Um, and then we also like to talk about, you know, my last point is going to be talking about uh, devices and unplugging. But I wanted to give a little spot here where whether you have uh, AirPods in or, air, you know, headphones, even if you're taking a walk when you like music to help mm-hmm. walk to, it's just something to keep your mind mm-hmm. or maybe off of the school day or maybe if you had a rough morning or rough mm-hmm. afternoon or, or lunch break in the middle of the day, just getting out, walking outside and I know it's something Taylor practice as a teacher, and I try to do it. As, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very good at it. I'm working at it to make sure you get out and walk, even if it's just the hallways, getting outside and walking outside to be able to get that fresh air and have nature just refresh, recharge, and get you and your students, if you can get them out during class or for like an extra recess or some time to play outside. They always love that. Just getting outside and walking and moving your body because we all know that you know, that is going to help you be refreshed and make you a better educator when you go get outside and get some pressure and come back in and be at your best. And I also think if you can't fit it in during the school day, do it after school or mm-hmm. even before school. Good point. When I was a teacher, a lot of times I couldn't get it done during the school day or if I didn't get it done during the school day, I would every day go outside and walk with the kids mm-hmm. after school in mm-hmm. the stroller or have them walk next to me. Mm-hmm. And that was even when they were really little. And now, you know, we walk when the kids are in bed together. We'll mm-hmm. walk up and down the street and... Things like that to just, we make sure we try to walk every day. And it's so, there's so much research to show that that slow movement doesn't have to be a crazy workout. Just the slow movement of walking really helps your body stay mm-hmm. functioning so much better. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay. Number seven, minimizing your grading and homework that you're assigning. So consider not offering or not assigning very much homework. If you've been assigning a lot of homework, consider, consider backing off of it. And really encouraging those students to start getting outside. And I know what a lot of you are thinking, well, if I don't assign homework, they're going to be just sitting at home playing video games anyway. And that may be true, but what you can do to help those students is to give them ideas of things they could do that would be great for their learning that are not homework. For example, you could encourage them to, you know, read a chapter night and tell me what you learned or what you think. Or you could, if you're teaching at an elementary level, you could send home ideas for parents to do with their students in the evenings. You know, mm-hmm. maybe some read-alouds or just encourage parents and tell them what you want them to do to be involved. For, you know, middle or high school students, you could encourage them to, hey, go outside and go for a walk and listen to music and then share with me tomorrow your favorite song or something cool you saw. Mm-hmm. Or encourage them to just sit outside and draw or write a poem. Yeah. So give them ideas of things they can do without making it homework that they have to turn in and grades that way you're not spending these last few weeks stressing about getting missing assignments in and and do I assign a zero or don't I assign a zero and how do I track this assignment down it just adds stress to you and your students that is unnecessary I agree that's a great one I love that about all the different options you mentioned Taylor and I love it when teachers just hey back it off because it's it's less work for them and they're working smarter and and, you Mm -hmm. know as far as like they say it works smarter not harder here 
is that they don't assign as much homework and you don't have to grade as much. Mm-hmm. So I do like your enrichment activity ideas and having parents and kids know that it's optional or know that you can do it. It might be something that helps them, you know, get off the internet, so to speak, which is a good segue into our last point here, um, point number eight, which they can go home and do some things where by unplugging from their devices and then try them to have like, whether it's even something that you already know out there that we also understand that as parents ourselves and also as educators and currently working with kids and knowing how much we use one-to-one devices or the internet or things that you use to supplement your curriculum, just having the kids unplug, whether it's during the day while you're teaching and unplugging and going outside, like we said in previous points, and having them take the lesson outside that doesn't involve their Chromebook or iPad, but then also setting them up some time to you unplug as an educator off your phone and set yourself up for maybe that hour of uninterrupted time that you don't get in in the way of your own head and your own thinking, as in it doesn't have to be the music you're listening to or anything from your device or phone, just putting it over there, setting a timer, and allowing yourself to go out, like we mentioned in earlier points, walk outside or just get outside during the day or after hours, and just getting unplugged from everything, from your email, Mm -hmm. from the social media outlets, from everything else and the noise, we Mm -hmm. call it, from the rest of society and the world that keeps flooding into your phone or into your computer because you either don't have things blocked or you have a thousand notifications telling you and dinging Mm -hmm. and making your brain go, I need to know what that is. And and make sure that you do this every day. And it's something you should try every day because I know Taylor and I recently have been reading a lot about this. Mm -hmm. And I know she's reading a very good book about it. Um, is talking about because we're gonna you're gonna hear us talk more about this in future episodes about getting think place based education and getting outside and nature based things in education so that us keeping this movement that we're very passionate about is getting students and their and or their parents and their teachers for sure outside to do some things mm-hmm. and appreciating and embracing nature or learning more about their school their hometown their communities they live and work in and mm-hmm. and everybody needs to understand that we're. That's something you can do without having to always have a device or your phone on doing it. So for your own, you know, mental health and for your own self-care, please develop a time or a schedule daily within your workday and or within your personal life outside of work and your personal life to unplug. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And we, we do this a lot in our evenings and mm-hmm. it, it is hard so a lot of times what we'll do is, you know, we both get a lot of texts, emails, messages, people needing or wanting things from us, and we both kind of have to hold each other accountable certain evenings and say, you know, okay, we're going to finish your text, and then we're going to put our phones in the other room for the night. We'll put them away, and we'll put them away for, you know, at least an hour, if not two or three hours, mm-hmm. and just spend time together. And sometimes we spend time no electronics and no TV, and sometimes we'll watch TV. Mm-hmm. We're watching this really good show right now called We Crashed, mm-hmm. which... It's got Anne Hathaway in it, and we recommend it. It's really good. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. So sometimes we'll unplug and watch a TV show that we like, so we're still on technology, I guess. Yeah, on a screen. Yeah, but but we're not connected socially, I guess, to people outside of where we're at. And I mean, even we were, we went out to dinner on Friday, and, you know, we spent that evening working and, and recording a wonderful episode with Haley, but we went out to eat, and we focused 100% on each other, and we just kind of you know we look around and the couple right next to us were both sitting on their phones texting the whole time mm-hmm. and the couple one person over the husband or the boyfriend whoever it was was on the phone while they have their meals he's on the phone eating the wife is sitting on her phone holding her phone texting and, and scrolling while eating and it's like why are you you're you're spending more time connecting with people outside of the people you're actually with mm-hmm. and it's just really sad how technology is 
is so addictive and pulling us away from the people that matter most or the people that are right in front of you. You're right. You know, even for example, if, if Chad goes and hangs out with one of his guy friends, he doesn't sit on his phone and text me or somebody else because mm-hmm. what he would really be saying to that friend is, you're not that important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and he'll send safety check-ins like, hey, I'm good, I'm here, or whatever. But mm-hmm. we really try to give our, our full presence to whoever we're with at the time. That's a great point. Very profound. Yeah. So make sure you're doing that and being mindful of it and giving time to your spouse, your kids, unplugging and getting off those cell phones and... And also enforcing it with your own kids, which I know can be hard, but yeah. but helping teach them at a young age how to unplug as well. So yeah. great, great point, babe. We wrap it up. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think we hit them all. Really awesome. Thank okay. You. So we hope you enjoy these tips for enjoying your spring and really setting yourself up for a great a great next few weeks. So take care of your future self by taking care of yourself today. So remember, all of the decisions that we make impact our future. So make sure you're really you're planning and preparing and not procrastinating and putting things off because it's really all these little steps and little daily changes we do really stack up and make a big difference. The end is in sight. So hang in there, everybody. We know spring is a beautiful time. I know here in the Midwest or wherever you're at that the colors are changing. Mm-hmm. Everything's coming back and growing and blossoming. And we just want to see you kind of refresh and recharge. And hopefully we can revive you and get you uh, ready for that big, strong finish for the rest of the school year so you can go enjoy your summer. Yes, you're almost there. Hang in there. Yes. Okay, everybody, have a wonderful week. And as always, you can follow us at We Coach Educators on Instagram. You can send us a DM and let us know if you have any episodes you would like us to record or things you want us to talk about. If you have any questions about our teacher workshop, you can also DM us on there. All of that information is in the show notes. And lastly, if you have a moment, please leave us a review. It helps us out so much if you just take a moment to leave us a review. So thank you, and we wish you all the best. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.